dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Recruitment and the sample size jinx. When recruiting to a study, one must always take recruitment very seriously. An underpowered trial can ruin an entire study. Not recruiting enough participants can suggest an intervention is not acceptable. It is only by recruiting the minimum number of people that one can be confident the study is relevant to the wider population. A study may be very interesting, but if it only includes a small number of people, it may have little relevance to the wider population. And when working with people with dementia, recruitment can prove extremely challenging. Working out how many people to recruit is perhaps the starting point. I am speaking as a researcher who does intervention trials. A pilot study is a useful method of working out the effect size for an intervention trial. To do this, one tries out several outcome measures to work out which is most sensitive and consequently how many people one would need to be confident the intervention effect on this measure would be the same for most of the population. Working out how many people one needs in a pilot study seems to be a bit vaguer. This seems to be slightly more pragmatic. You need enough people to have a reasonable sample in both a treatment or contr- and control group, if doing a randomised controlled trial, that is. It seems somewhat dependent on what is available. So a pragmatic sample size may simply depend on what you can achievably recruit in a short space of time or how many referrals you're getting in a healthcare setting. Alternatively, a good rule of thumb seems to be recruiting more than 10 people to each condition in a pilot randomised controlled trial or, or at least 30 people overall. I'm not sure where this data has come from, but it seems to be somehow known. That may all sound reasonably straightforward-ish, but when working with dementia, this all might be a bit trickier. As a starting point, dementia is a heterogeneous disease. This can mean you end up with very unmatched groups. If you narrow things down, it can narrow the pool. For example, recruiting only one type of dementia may prove challenging. How do you confirm the precise diagnosis? How do you recruit enough people with a rarer dementia? How do you ensure they are all at the same stage of the disease? How do you consent people in case they lack capacity? If you exclude people with certain symptoms, you won't even know if your intervention will work with them. I work with people with primary progressive aphasia, a rarer language-led dementia. This is often difficult to diagnose and people fall between the cracks for several years. This means I am less likely to identify large numbers of people with primary progressive aphasia at any one centre. Even at a national centre, the people there may not all wish to participate in my study or may not all be able to consent to participate. But having multiple recruitment sites can also be a real juggle with increased costs and complexity. But why do people decline to participate in research? I have often found there are lots of people who favour research on a cure. This is the main hope, of course. But most research in the UK is not yet at that point. Additionally, people are dealing with a huge life-changing diagnosis. Being invited to do research at a diagnostic appointment is a lot. Equally, The way a research study might be presented is tricky. 
doing a battery of assessments or being prodded and poked might just feel too much if you're not also being offered a treatment or a cure. I'm also mindful of how we present research. We don't really want to pressure people into doing research. If the research is being suggested by a healthcare professional in a position of power, does that also bias people? Might people worry that they must participate at risk of their own healthcare? It is quite difficult to explain research, though, without promoting it. Perhaps we should promote it, though. I'm not quite sure. Certainly, explaining things in plainer English with smiles and lots of time is essential. I feel like we might need an advertising campaign in the regular media to explain the range of research. That has done wonders, after all, for research more broadly. Perhaps famous people describing things like brain donation or care interventions or qualitative research studies could do the world of good. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.